Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Glee, aggressive. Glee, glee, aggressive. Glee, aggressive. Glee, glee, aggressive. Glee. All right, hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of Glee. Aggressive. Aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky. Um, and folks, I hope you're ready to listen to this episode on your. Uh, acoustic geez. iPod because yes we are here to discuss with you today quite an episode it is season 4 it is episode 20 hell yeah 420 um yeah it is kidding it's not will, fun like that at all and this will be released on 419 so Damn, that is only mildly inconvenient so close um yeah. anyway this episode's called lights out yeah um just yep. heads up like Couple warnings up front for our friends and family and enemies that are listening to the show. Yeah. Um, one content warning up front: there is talk of sexual assault in this episode, so mm-hmm. that will be discussed here. And two, um, I, I can't speak for Karina, but I am I'm reporting to you live from my parents' place in a state that does not have my recording equipment. So if the sound on this episode is weird and funky. And you hear dog barkings and adults musing over HBO and uh, creaks and cracks and things that you don't normally hear. Um, my bad. This is a little bit of a chaotic episode, and you know what? We love that for us. Yes. Much um, like you know, much like the power goes out at McKinley High. So no, all of our power isn't intact. There's just like other life factors happening. Well, okay, Paul Blart and Mall Cop segue over there. Thank you. I was wondering where you were going with Paul Bart Malcolm. So I was like, I don't really know what that has to do with with Paul Blart, but right on. <laughs> I no that all the credit goes to Michelle Buteau on another podcast that said that, and I'm like, I am gonna lock going that to- one in the back of my head. But um, that is a good enough segue into this week's episode. I have been fascinated to hear what you're gonna think about this one. I mean, not the content warning part. That's We'll talk about that. The, the B-plot? But yeah. there is several other things that happen in this episode that I do want to hear your... Oh, and we will, we will fucking talk about that. Let me tell you. All right. Anyway, a Glee cap time. It is uh, writers still being catfished. Sue mm-hmm. left. Santana's in New York City with uh, Finchel. Not Finchel. Kurt and Rachel. Kurtchel. And um, what is she doing? Kirkle, yeah. Kirkle. Kirkle. Yes. What is she doing? It seems like, first of all, it seems like Santana is doing what several people who move to the city do, which is working. Yes. Sometimes um, people go to yeah. the city and they work jobs. Rachel. Yeah, sometimes they, right? Sometimes they just uh, go and they don't necessarily know what they want to do, but they just do stuff anyway. Right? Like, sometimes you just have to have a dream and no plan, and that's okay for a little bit. She's that's totally She's fine. 18. It's okay if she's bartending. Yeah. But and legal, like it's fine. Yes, but that's not why. What actually starts the episode? Right. What actually starts the episode is the choir room. Everyone's on their phone, mm-hmm. and like we got the Katie thing again. Writers texting this mysterious Katie. Why'd you stand me up? Like, of course, sees Katie texting. Mm-hmm. Is like, hey, Kitty, give me your phone. Who are you texting? Right. Which like can't do that. Rude. But that's not the least of our problems. Our biggest problem is. Frida Romero, 
um, this sophomore from the Hoosier Daddies, whose voice can fill an arena, uh, because he scoped the competition, which in this case means he just walked, flounced into another high school, um, and walked on by. Do you know who this person is? I do not. Uh, it is so. Frida Romero is played by Jessica Sanchez, who was apparently the runner-up on the eleventh season of American Idol. Um, oh. I looked her up just now, and the only notable Ooh. thing to, for me to really tell you is that at for the Pinoy Relief Benefit concert on March eleventh, uh, twenty fourteen, to uh help Filipino she's Filipino um, to help mm-hmm. the citizens affected by a typhoon uh, she accompanied by Jennifer Hudson and Jake Zyrus of Glee fame uh, yes. we know as Sunshine performed Let It Go so wow this is this is in Frozen time isn't it oh uh, well no that was in 2014 which was in fact Frozen time oh, okay, okay. Um, fair, I fair, guess fair. it's also Frozen time now I don't know when the movie Frozen came out Sometime around there. Anyway, um, let wow, it go. Is, in fact, <laughs> came out in January 2014. So okay, so we're not in frozen time yet. No, but those facts are indeed fun. Anyway, that's who she is, and she's a little powerhouse, and she's singing songs, and they're like, "We have to fill a full stadium with our noise." Yeah. Cut to um, the and power that's when blows. The lights go out. The power blows, and unlike Rent, where we get a rocking number about. The power blowing and how we're going to pay the rent. Yeah, they don't um, talk about rent at all. And honestly, missed opportunity. I think, yo, could you imagine if they actually use that as an excuse to do the production number rent? Honestly, I- honestly, I can, and now I'm kind of mad. <laughs> I'm kind of mad too because it would fit into this episode just as well as any other fucking song from this episode. Especially because, okay, the power blows for like an inane reason because it's Glee. Like, right. spoiler alert, when the, joke, convenient. the joke has to do with a hysterectomy, which is confusing. But <laughs> it could totally make a plot where, like, the school didn't pay, like, the electric bill or, like, something happens and it's literally just, like, how are they going to pay this year's school rent? Imagine the chaotic neutral of that being the setup for an entire rent plot where they have to, like, figure out their songs and so that leads into... I don't know, maybe unique doing over the moon, like with high intensity power flashlights shining on her. And like, she just does over the moon and they find an excuse to do La Vie Boheme and like the cafeteria with all the lights out. Like it would have been chaotic, bad, but neutral at best. I can just see a solid, like Sam as Roger. I kind of want to give Artie as Mark just for the character purposes, less so for like the vocal performance. Yeah, no, you could do some great things with that. Um, and they didn't do any of that, and they never will. And frankly, now I'm mad. So Yeah. So um, that's, well, that. that's the show, everybody. Yep. Um, thank you for watching Glee Aggressive. Um, Rent Aggressive. But um, <laughs> throwback to our bonus content episode where we did talk about Rent the Movie, the musical. Yeah, um, and I would do it again. Check that one out. That was a fun one. But we instead... Um, it's a sign of the apocalypse, or Beyonce's halftime show. Remember that one? Um, yeah. Figgins has a weird announcement, um, and instead of what they were going to do, Will Schuster has a shit-eating grin on, and I don't know if it's because he's proud of it or because he's annoyed, but anyway, this week, it's Unplugged Week. Yay. That. 
That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised they haven't really. It just feels like with the exception. Been... I was going to say, with the exception of that unplugged version of Britney Spears' song about a threesome, like, yeah, it's about time. They do love their production numbers. I just feel like they've been doing a lot of very special episodes, like themed episodes in the back half of season four. Because um, it feels like this one comes so close, close on the heels of like another like serious topic episode that takes place in a yeah. in a dark choir room that I sometimes actually conflate the two. Like sometimes I, I feel you. like I I think that the school shooting episode is also the episode where Ryder cries sings everybody hurts in a dark choir room because it seems like those things could happen at the same time. Um, and they the fact truly could have. that they don't, and it's actually two separate episodes of suffering, um, is worse somehow. And like, I hate to, I don't, I don't want to like downplay the the gravity of the content, but it feels like overall they were stretching for ideas to round out the season because they knew how it would end. Yeah, right. And in the meanwhile, they were just like, well, what do we do? Okay, well. Let's do um, a ballet plot, and um, I guess it's not too soon to do a sexual assault plot. No, might as well just get all the sad stuff out now, because we don't know what's going to happen. Like, right. Season- and also, I think at this point, as we had discussed with our previous episode, at this point, Corey Monteith is um, in... No, he's in rehab. Um, right, so they're So the, they are reworking... Um, plots right now they had to re- like for these last couple of episodes i think they had to rewrite to remove finn so like mm, they're probably floundering a little that bit makes sense i don't know if, how much better it would be if he had been there i don't know if they were like we need to do this plot line regardless but something to That's consider a good question oh well perhaps we will hear on uh, the jenna ushkowitz kevin McHale brand new podcast yeah when they get there let us know um, yeah. <laughs> that will be a <laughs> right sad in. episode for everyone, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. But uh, in the episode, mm-hmm. we have uh, how you know this Katie is a she or right. a human. Mm. You don't know her. And Ryder talks about how he has admitted stuff to her that he's never told anyone. And it's not just the dyslexia thing. And at, in response, Jacob says... Maybe you should start sharing your secrets with people you actually know. Fair. So, Reasonable advice. Fair. Fair. Um, and lock that in the back of your head, kids. Yes. We cut to the loft, the yep. Brooklyn loft, and Santana drags in a decrepit chair that she got from the sidewalk. Cla- bed bugs. Classic New York stuff. Am I right, ladies and gents? I'm sorry. Bed bugs everywhere. I'm terrified. Oh, bed bugs for all. It's gross. Um. And... Yeah, this I don't like, because Rachel's like, how dare you come to New York City, a very expensive city, and instead of following your dreams, you're working jobs? How dare you? Why aren't you pursuing something more meaningful? Why are you working jobs? And Santana's even like, no one's paying me to be here, like, I need, but they're like, you need to be dancing, which first, like, there's a lot of, like, right? This okay. okay. We will get to this. We're having our same but brain when, blast here where they're all like, Santana, you're such a talented dancer. And we're like, well, okay. This whole episode is just truly revisionist history on everyone's part. Yes. Because even in this first, I think it's this first scene where Rachel was like, I've been put into dance when I was two. Yeah. And I knew that I wanted to be the younger version of this ballerina. 
And that's what started me out. And I'm like, motherfucker, literally last week you said, I have to audition for Fanny Bryce. This is what set me on my path to yes. stardom. Pick a lane, Rachel Berry. Pick a lane. The only one I um, believe is Kurt. <laughs> being like... Yeah, and, and even then it's like... And I, I don't remember the validity of this, but it, I, I was under the impression that he really only started exploring his creative juices or talents or stuff when he was in when he started working in the glee club i mean i don't know i we can probably buy that his mom at a young age was like you're like there's Different. always been ta- there's always been talk of kurt like like his bert i think once said like i knew when you were eight that you were gay because of like you asked for a pair of heels for christmas something so right. and that's bert who is your stereotypical like uh, man dad man dad so if we assume the emotionally mature mother probably was like clued in maybe a little mm. little earlier i buy that i buy that um and not only is santana such a great dancer she is a go-go dancer a cage dancer at a lesbian bar. um at a lesbian bar and she's a bouncer there too great to santana's credit she pushes back and says yeah. stop forcing your broadway dreams on mine that's not what my dream is i'm just here to try to figure that out what's so wrong with that the answer nothing truly nothing she's like you i said she's Hannah. 18 19 at most like she's yeah. doing she's basically on par with i would assume a lot of 18 19 year olds who came to new york with yeah. a vague idea of a dream but they don't actually know what that means yet right but no and, and, not good enough for the hummelberry right and kurt and rachel do recommend the niata extension program and rightfully santana's like no thanks First of all, um, if she did want to take, like, outside dance classes, I would assume going to... That can't be the most affordable option. Right. There are so many, especially in, like, 2013, there are so many places you can take a dance class for $15, $20. Right. But, regardless. But anywho. Yes. Back to Glee. We could, yeah, back to Glee. Sam is going to show us how to get back to basics, and... I thought it, this was really funny when he was saying, I started thinking about Wall of Sound by Phil Spector and stripping mm-hmm. all the extra stuff down. <laughs> that was That, that was, was good. good. <laughs> and uh, my mom told me I was conceived to, to this song, LOL. Uh, so oh, speaking of, did you make your parents watch Glee with you? I did not. Um, my mom was sitting in a lazy boy chair like five feet away from me. Mm, so um, how Zach watches was... Glee, so in the same room, yeah. but not actually watching. Yeah, my yeah, my mom like more or less heard stuff. She definitely heard the the We Will Rock You cover. Mm. Um, my dad was busy setting up some stuff in the house, which um, classic good for dad, him. classic dad, love him for him. <laughs> but yeah, no um, no family viewing this time, and honestly, thank God. Right, I was gonna say it would have been like. Not the weirdest episode to watch, but there is kind of like, oh, this is a, some things happen that you're like, oh, right. I don't need my and mom like, to talk about this with me. It could have been almost any other episode yeah. that we've watched up to this point, and it would have been less weird. Yeah. So anyway, Sam is like, time for guitars. And yes, um, he plays You've Lost That Love and Feeling, performed by the Righteous Brothers. Yes. Written by Phil Spector, which is mm-hmm. the Phil Spector of it all. Uh, here's the thing. One, two, three. It's fine. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, while listening to it, I enjoyed it. 
like while it was playing on my screen. Yes, um, I enjoyed yes. it. However, as soon as it ended, I can't remember what it sounded like at all. And if you ask me right now what it sounded like, I could not conjure the song in my brain. Same. I'm going to yes and your point. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say that if you were to ask me to sing this song, immediately what comes to mind is a, you're going to miss my loving. You're going to miss. You're going to miss. Right. Different song. And I, and I, I, I did like it. I, I liked it as it was going. It was nice. Um, I did think of you when Ryder started joining in mm-hmm. because it truly felt like the let me copy your homework, fine, just change some of the work metaphor. I bought Ryder joining in, too, because I was like, mm, these because this seems like dad rock, and those seem like the two yes. most likely to know dad rock off the top of their head. Oh, absolutely. Um, the thing that caught my attention most, and that did become a plot point, was that like Artie was looking at his phone, and that Artie mm-hmm. was wearing a hard hat. <laughs> Honestly, Artie hard hat watch. We love it. And I was like, why does he have a hard hat? And then I was like, he needs his hands to wheel his wheelchair. So that was the solution they came up with. Mm. I can't believe they went for hard hat before headlamp. I I respect it, though. Like, honestly, I, I want more hard hats. More hard Glee. hat content in Glee. Yes. Safety and for And in general, everyone. maybe we should make hard hats like a fashion statement. No. I don't know, Karina. I think you're missing out here. Um. Yeah, and then everyone joins in and it's like... Here's a song. It's good. Sam is, he does a good job. Like, like I said, I enjoyed yeah. it whilst it was happening to me. It's just, um, I, not so much that I really paid attention. I did have to rewind because, okay. Do you ever end up on the side of TikTok where it's like a split screen and the top half is like clips from TV shows and the bottom half is someone playing like Subway Surfer? Yeah. I have been doing that when I get too bored watching things on my phone because you know how Apple will allow lets you like picture and picture. Yeah. So I can swipe up on my Disney Plus app and then play Candy Crush on the bottom. And so I got this number was just a little too long. So I was like iPad kidding a little bit where I'm like crushing some candy while Sam sings this song for just a mite too long. And then I realized, I was like, oh, oh I think I missed it. Oh, my God, you're I, right, though. I looked up, and I was like, why is Artie in a hard hat? So I, like, had to rewind 30 seconds to be like, did this get explained? And then it hadn't. Nope. Um, but. Oh, my God. That's, oh, God, that's the greatest story I've heard I've been watching Thank you for that. many clips of medical, like, medical dramas, but only the part, like, in two-minute increments. And then I'm like, I don't care about the rest. And I just leave. Right. And I'll never find out why this girl was brought to the hospital. <laughs> just imagining you have a whole back catalog of half-finished bones episodes i i if i could get my for you page to start showing me clips of bones episodes you i don't think there's enough bones talk out there, there isn't and if there is they keep showing me we chicago need to be in that corner stat i don't care about chicago ng i will i don't even know if that's what it's called no, there is a Chicago MD, and of course, it's another one that's been going for like 25 years. Right, so why isn't someone doing this with subway surfers below, or someone making slime, or someone like making toast, and on the top half- Like a cake, yeah. Is bones. Bones. <laughs> David Borean is right in. Right, show me the bones. Roll show me the bones. bones. Anyway, this song Roll them was bones, fine. yes. This song was fine. <laughs> same network, same network. Um, And then Sam's like- and, and then Art, okay, Sam finishes his song, and then it's Artie's turn. And, um, then and Artie's like, I can't, I can't, not without my synth. And Sam's like, damn it, Artie. I Man was up. poor. And you're like, oh, okay, I didn't realize this was the plot. 
Right. And but somehow it's still not the plot. No. Nope. Yeah, Sam was like, "Sometimes I was so poor, all I had was my guitar." I'm like, "Thank you, Roger, for Right. That. Um <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Artie, you were looking at my phone during my your performance, which that is fair. That was very rude. Um, right. Although rude. I was doing the same thing during Sam's performance, so maybe it was Well, I mean, you weren't you weren't in the room with them. No, it would but be different if you were If I had been and I did the same behavior, I my behavior was leaning that way. So maybe Sam you're Honestly, you would have been it you would have been, it would have been a whole plot of you being like, "Why is Karina always on her phone?" And you probably oddly enough probably being good friends with Kitty just being like, "Yeah, it's boring in here." It is. Sometimes it's boring. <laughs> you're got to sing faster songs. Um yeah. or shorter songs. Which we get neither of those in this episode. Everything is long and slow. Yeah, with... except for "We Will Rock You," but which is we'll even slower than it probably should be. Um, right, but remember Sarah Jessica Parker? She's back. Yeah, I guess this is supposed to be the Met Gala, but instead of the Met, it's the right. ballet gala. Which I mean, fair, yeah. good map. Um, <laughs> the... We get the little bit of hey, like I was afraid when you called me in here, and. Well, of course, you've been here less, but you're pursuing your dream, Kurt, and I would never stop anyone from doing that. And also, your your quality of work is better, is more important than your quantity, and um, I'm, I'm, I don't know, the fairy godmother I'm here, and so it's great. I'm just so good, and nothing bad can happen to you, Kurt. You can have it all right now. Truly. So. I- including being the celebrity wrangler for this not Met Gala event. Yes. And bring your friends, too. Yeah, because Anna's daughter has the chicken pox. Um poor thing fine um this was a rapid fire episode like i paused so much just up to this point just to get all just my to points get everything down. down that's fair yeah there was a lot happening uh, it, yeah there's like like four different plots in this episode i mean we get to the next one now which is sue being a freelance uh yeah sue works at like equinox or whatever now the lima equivalent right. of a i don't know if equinox is the right gym to uh it's not crossfit because it's not in a box. It's kind of the cross section of CrossFit, Soul Cycle, Equinox, yeah, Flywheel, it's just like um, a, Soul Cycle. I said Soul Cycle. You um, know, it's just your typical like aerobics gym. Um, yeah. It, it, it was okay. So they cut to Sue like coaching this gym class, and it's a lot of like ladies and eighties aerobics. And it's then so eighties. I kept being like, "Is that Blaine?" Because it was so rapid fire cut, and then I was like. Why would he be here? And then I was like, no, it's definitely Blaine here in this definitely ladies Blaine. aerobics class. Really moving that butt. There, yes. The ass movement in this scene is intense. And there's so much thrusting and pelvic There's movement. so much thrusting. So many close-ups and zooms in on that crotchal area. Yes. You will no be one looking asked at crotches whether you want to or not. <laughs> Yagley. Yagley. Um, and, um... She calls this Sue90X, which, great. Yes. And mistook him for a butch Israeli woman, and that's the only reason why he was allowed in. Weird. But she does respect his plan to have joined the Cheerios to destroy them from the inside. Yes. And then Blaine is like, yeah, that was my plan, but now I'm just on the Cheerios still, and things are bad, because yeah. Roz is troubling. And... Yeah. Uh, now that you're gone, I feel like I need you back because somehow Sue is like the lesser of two evils, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know exactly why Blaine is looking to get Sue back. I I think it gets back to the whole he clocked 
Becky being cagey right. he just during wants to do the right thing that I meeting guess. with Figgins. Yeah, so he knows something is weird, and as student council president, like he says, he wants duty? to do the right thing. Okay. So there's still no power. Artie talks to Sam. Yes. Uh, um, and he was like, I rolled over a water bottle. Artie, and that was like music. Artie comes up to Sam and says, why don't we do stomp? That. You just summarized that whole plot. Artie invents stomp. Artie invents stomp, yeah. Uh, stomp aggressive. Ian, have you ever seen Stomp? Oddly enough, I haven't. I feel like we've and had this I conversation, used... but still. We, I'm sure we've had it a couple times, but no, I haven't seen Stomp. I think it might have finally closed, which is sad. Damn. Truly the biggest loss of the pandemic. It truly is. And I did a show around the corner from it for a while and still just never saw it. I know. This is how I know we've had this conversation, because I remember you saying that before and me asking, could you hear Stomp from the show that you were doing? How loud is Stomp? I would assume quite... I've, I have seen Stomp, I think. Oh, wow. Good for you. I, it's not a I clear want... enough memory that I can guarantee that I've seen Stomp, but I'm okay. pretty sure. Two things Some two things that I'm surprised we have not seen on YouTube or even on the TikToks mm-hmm. at this point. And part of this is something I got from another TikToker, so the credit goes to them. How are there no Stomp bootlegs? Yeah. And how are there no Shen Yun bootlegs? Mm. I thought you were also going to say Blue Man Group, which to me, Blue Man Group and Stomp are the same thing. Uh, that too. Yes. Um, yeah. Blue Man Group is Stomp with blue people. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And and a splash zone. So, yeah. Wet or Stomp. Wet or Stomp. Which I believe Stomp already stomp. has water in it. So. Does it? I don't that's know. That's cool though. It has brooms. All right. It does have brooms. They do do a whole number with brooms. Anyway, Amazing. Artie wants to do Love Stomp that. now. Yeah, but Sam, and, the and Sam was uh, like, that wasn't really the message I was going for, and Artie's like, no, Stomp. stomp. <laughs> um, which, to his credit, or his, good call. In his case, wheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, god damn, that was good. Um, That's a... Yes. Um, anyway, Rachel... Meet Sarah Jessica Parker and just again talks so much about how the belay the belay the belay means everything to her. Yes, yeah. This was where also, this was where they were all talking about their ballet origin stories, right? Yes. Here's my question. Uh huh. All three of these people are the same age. They had to have all been in ballet together, right? That was my note. That was my note. How did they not go to the same dance studio? If minimal, I could see. Rachel and Santana maybe not remember each other. Because, you know, you meet a lot of little girls in ballet. Right. But the one but boy... But you're telling me they both didn't be like, oh, yeah, you were the one boy in all of dance class. Right. You remember that. You remember that. Especially if, like, you stayed in the sort of community, as it were. Oh, yeah. That... Make it make sense. Make the math math for us, please. Unless and they like, all went slightly different, different ages. Days. Yeah, like, I don't know, but Rachel still. Rachel was in Tuesday, Santana was in Thursday, Kurt was in Friday, or whatever. If ballet really meant that much to all of them, they probably would have been in it long enough to remember each other. But whatever, it's Glee. And they would have been better ballet dancers. Yes, that's, we're looking at you, Rachel Berry. Santana's like, I'm just in it for the free dress. Which, by the way, the fact that Vogue.com is willing to give them all a free dress for volunteering is wild, but... Rich Good people be wildin'. Rich people be wildin'. If you take nothing else away from this podcast, 
mm-hmm. rich people would be wildin'. And also, there is a moment where she says, well, glad I skipped that and went straight to the crumping. And, like, what? No, what? For why? Why? For why, for how. For why, for how. No but, need. Yeah. Dress, beautiful gowns. As Aretha mm-hmm. Franklin once said, beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. Cut back to writer. He has a song. And a full orchestration. Full orchestration, because what he's really unplugging today is his feelings. Wow. You know Mr. Shu just heard that phrase and like and just wet himself. A hundred percent. and meanwhile Karina is sitting there going four second long fart noise. Yeah, basically. Although I do like REM, so it's a hard <laughs> it's a hard choice here. This is REM. Yeah. It is REM. And this it's is... not as good as losing my religion. No, but what is? Um, he does sing Everybody Hurts in full orchestration. What is nice about this is, like, the cutaways to the people actually getting slushy. Not that that slushy, was fun to watch, yeah. but it served the good purpose of everyone coming together to sort of bond Remember over feeling. That yeah. Bond over trauma. But, yeah, trauma um, bond, of course. But I guess we have to get to the drop here, which is... Um... Well, here, we can talk a little more about Everybody Hurts. Yeah, let's I do thought that. it was not as good as Finn would have sung it. Agreed. Um, I think it's weird to choose a song like that. Like, I understand why they did it, but something about being like, I'm going to sing a song called Everybody Hurts to then lead up to sharing a big secret about myself, uh, is a weird choice. Yes. Um, also my family used to sing this song, but I think we used to sing it with, uh, Everybody Poops as lyrics. So... That is completely uh, on brand for your family, so bravo. So that's just something to consider, that they could have done it that instead. I, I, w- I would have loved that. that I feel like it so might have been like a potty training moment kind of deal. So it, keep that in your back pocket, listeners. For... Yeah. But we tra- also... but that's our trademarked IP right here. We're calling it. So Yes, so you can credit us for that when you need to use it down the line. We will um, send our lawyers your way as soon as we get lawyers. Yes, so be aware. Uh, yes, and what is the point of Ryder singing this song was to be like, now I'm going to share something traumatic about myself. And that traumatic um, thing is that he was molested by his babysitter at age 11. Yes. And, like, the like to their credit, the responses sound enough like regular bro dudes would say at that yeah, it time sucks. and place. I do love... Well, I don't love any of it. But yeah, Artie and Sam are like, a hot teen girl wanted to touch your junk? Like, like that's, that's not that's the, you getting that's molested. The dream, man. You're the luckiest wrote, guy here. Yeah, you got so much game. Like, they write movies about that. And to Glee writer's credit, basically everyone else in the room is like, hey, no, that's not, not how that right, works. Not the right you response. Your truth isn't his truth, I think Marley says, which is yes. like a reasonable thing to it. And being like, it, if it didn't feel that way for him, then it's like, no, you can't. Yeah, and Tina chimes in, too, to say something similar about how the dudes are being insensitive. Yeah, like, you can't say that. Especially because, like, he says, like, oh, it, like, he says, this happened to me and it messed me up. And they were like, yeah. no, it didn't. And then he was like, I guess. And, like, like, to get out of the situation, he's like, I guess, guess you're, you're right. right. It actually was super cool. Yeah. And 
Uh, Will is like, I have to report this. And then they're like, nah, it's okay. She was already in jail and still already in Sam are like, nah, man, that's cool shit that could have happened to you. Right. And, and which like, here's the, my final point about that. Please. Point. Yeah. I wouldn't have minded them already and Sam being all bro duty. If they had learned a lesson at all, where right. had somewhere in the episode that had been like, Hey, we realized that it was fucked up of us to say, your trauma is real, and sometimes boys can be molested by women, and it's a real problem we have. They never do that. They never do Artie that. Artie and Sam leave this episode being like, isn't that fucking cool what happened to Ryder? And we don't come back to it, and that's pretty fucked up. Right. That plus, my biggest question on this was like, why this decision? Because this truly felt like Lee when it's convenient, because- yes. Ryder has never been much of a troubled kid. There's the dyslexia plot, no. which was done well, done justice. Yeah. But it was never the case of, oh, Ryder's so dark. Ryder's caged off and he's mysterious and broody. But I feel like this plot line would have been more... It well, would have like, worked better okay. with Jake up for some Here's the reason. thing, and that's because we saw Jake clearly was... interested in Marley, but having trouble like making right. that he, connection. He's to known being, to be like... a troubled, caged-off character. Having trouble making connections with women, you know, that, like, and coming to terms with it. Whereas with Ryder, we didn't see any of that. He was, like, so his being, like, I've had trouble connecting to women because of this. We haven't seen any evidence of that, except for the fact that he's not with Marley just because of the love triangle of it all. Not because Ryder seemed to, like, have trouble connecting. And on top of that, we've seen Jacob grow. So mm-hmm. to add this as a layer to his story wouldn't feel so far-fetched because we could see, okay, this guy started off pretty cagey, he grew a bit, he's opened up, he's gotten vulnerable, maybe something triggered him that closed him off a bit, and this is him easing his way back into being, I don't right. know, for lack of a better term, a human again, um, right. by hashing this out with the people that he feels most comfortable being vulnerable with. We yeah. did not get that. We got Ryder, surprise. Ryder has been molested. Uh, who else wants to chime? Ryder's in? just like such a nothing burger of a character that it seems like so far he's had dyslexia. He kissed Marley, and he's being catfished. And his plan and the like reveal of this trauma and the reveal that the him telling everyone in Glee Club with nothing more than to a part of his plan to try to figure out who's catfishing him. Like, he says, like, I told everyone in Glee Club so I could try to find a tell to see if, like, anyone looked like they knew what I was about to say. It's a wild reason to talk about your childhood trauma in right. Glee Club. Yeah, that doesn't feel justified. No. Um, it does lead to Kitty having sort of a... She clocks this. A moment, yeah. And we um, put a pin in that. Oh, except yes. we don't because we cut right to breadsticks. Oh, okay, that's why I wasn't sure. So, yeah, then Kitty is like, hey, you were really brave to talk about that in Glee Club. I know everyone was kind of giving you shit, but, like, I understand something First similar hand. happened to me. Yeah. yeah. And we also learned that she and Noah Puckerman broke up. Sure, whatever. I literally Fine. forgot that that happened. Fine. Because I Honestly, forgot that it was a plot. Better off. And mm-hmm. this gives us a lot of insight to Kitty that is fine, that is justified we we learned that this thing happened to her she immediately left the sleepover at which it happened yeah 
people thought it was a joke. People thought that they were just trying to drag this standard. Oh, how are you going? Yeah. To, this guy is such a good guy. Why would you? Right, you're going to ruin his you're kid's ruin life, his life over this. Yeah. So everyone ostracized her, and eventually she switched schools, which is why she is at McKinley, and she. Her trauma responses, being a bitch and holding everyone at arm's length, but now we yep. understand each other because we both went through this thing. Isn't that grand? Right. Um, and it seems like Kitty is like generally interested in getting to know Ryder, and he's like trapped by this like phone relationship, his text relationship, as he referred to it as. Um, which, like, also could be sort of an interesting plot, but I don't really don't think we get much about that either. So. And again, I think it still would have just worked better with Jacob, because mm-hmm. it could have been a whole thing of, hey, I know your brother and I aren't together right now, maybe things are weird, but I want you to know how this can bring right. us closer. I, there's just something th- that feels better about that. Or for some reason, even if that was a Sam plot line... I, I, there's, there's but be- yeah. So I many better like writers options. just... Ryder really had nothing much to do, and it's weird to just throw this on top of it, all in service of a weird catfishing plot that should have been resolved three episodes ago. Yes, and I keep on forgetting about that plot every time we stop saying catfishing. Um, yep. But here's We Will Ronk You via Stomp. Um. So I'm actually sc- I'm scrubbing through... Oh, wait, no, I'm not. That's why I was like, I don't remember this happening. It's because... My episode switched forward to the next one. I was like, when did this scene happen? It didn't. Okay. That explains. I was like, how did we get to? There we are. It's We Will Rock You. Yes. None of the music made a much of an impression on me today. This one was fun. This, it was fun. It this stomped. One, it stomped. Um, this could have been a good competition song. I think it was well arranged. Um, they always typically do well with a Queen song. Yeah, I was thinking that too. And they had a sort of cherry on top to me was having this tap jazz ballet combo with uh, hmm. Jacob in the middle of it. Yeah. Honestly, slay, as the kids say. As they say. I mean, we've got this one dancer. We might as well use him. Yeah. So and they used all the dudes in a really solid way because this is a good way for bros to be bros and to like bro yeah. out in a masculine they're musical s- way bro yeah they're singing a song by men they're doing stompies and clappies and yeah. breaking shit like yeah Sweeping it's a very things it's a very dancing. boys way it's a very boys way to glee club yeah which honestly i think could have worked if that was a number in a regionals yeah let's hear it for the boys doing their stompies <laughs> like it's their three-year-old ballet recital yeah it's not ballet for boys it's boys do stomp it's boys do stomp it's stomp junior yes so yeah it was fun yeah Bl- it was fine darren chris does the most of course which i which we knew was going to happen yeah it was just you know how people complain and i know this is like for a reason you know how people complain that like movies are so dark nowadays you can't see what's happening yeah this was because it's a power outage it was very dark yeah and i feel like i missed a lot of the detail which like there's got to be a way to show that it's dark but (laughs) i can still see what's happening right because i'm a viewer of a tv show i don't need to have the realism of like oh look how dark it is 
I should have just lightened up the brightness on my phone, I guess. I mean, that um, too, but even I was watching it on my MacBook that had plenty of brightness, and it's just, it was a dark scene. Which, like, I get. It's lights out. Right. But still, pr- pretend. Right. Let pretend. me see what's going on. We, we'll suspend our disbelief to an extent. Let right? us do that. Clearly. Trust that your, we're trust what, that your audience how far will we've do gotten. that, Glee. <laughs> yeah, right. We're four seasons into Glee. We know how to suspend our disbelief. Right. So we cut to Sue hiding out in the stands. Yes, watching Roz do her cheerleaders. Yeah. Uh, Becky comes up to her. They miss each other a lot. Becky? Okay. So Becky is like, I need you to come back. I don't like how Coach Roz treats me. Because she's not in uniform. And then right. we cut away to Roz being just like really insensitive yeah she's really doubling down on calling becky like referring to becky as um robin sylvester the name of sue's like baby yeah and just because they both have down syndrome and that is pretty messed up and agreed and it happens again in front of viggins and he's not like hey uh has this has this teacher been referring to you as adult baby uh, this whole time because yikes because once again we get becky you can't do this to american like brick house Roz washington yeah it's like what the fuck dude yeah truly but sue is like i'm sorry becky i miss you but i don't really miss anything else about this job they couldn't i gave 95 years to those girls and what do they give me and we launch right into Little Girls from Annie. Ian, you remember how I said this episode had some highs and lows, and then I amended my statement to say there might not only have been one high and a bunch of lows? This was the this high. This is the high. Oh, 100%. I believe, as we all know, uh, Jane Lynch has... I think I think this might have been basically a promo for Jane Lynch playing Miss Hannigan. It totally could have I been, because I know it things- was around this time that it was happening. And maybe that's even why they had to, like, write Sue off for, like, an episode or two. Mm. Um, a la, you know how Glee only knows how to write people off in very dramatic fashion. Blinding them, having them take the fall for bringing a gun to school. Yep. Uh, Jane Lynch, I could watch Jane Lynch sing Little Girls every day of my life and I would be happy to do it. Oh, this was hilarious. This Phenomenal phenomenal throwing cheerleaders off of the bleachers yes pushing kids out of the way in the hallway it's classic it sounds amazing she is having the time of her life and again i say like the kids say honestly slay this is a slay jane lynch singing little girls like in a track suit in a track suit throwing kids down the hall barging in on teens doing illicit activities in the bathroom. Oh my god, with the pregnancy test? She just the pregnancy is going test on. bathroom stall to bathroom stall. One of them is a couple making out. The next one is a girl waiting on a pregnancy test. Wild. Full circle moment. Um, yes! For Sylvester there. Oh, um, bless. She's just so good. This is this is a song that she was meant to sing. I would, like, I would watch this. I prefer, now if I have to choose Jane Lynch singing Little Girls... I would choose the Tony performance. Oh, um, she yeah, she was instead. truly living but her best life up there. This is like a nice little treat for me after they make us listen to 
the weird writer plot and the very yeah. dark we will rock you yes um give me jane lynch running around the bleachers pushing her trailers everywhere and then the final like note where she's like singing little girls and it pans out to all the cheerleaders like just passed out like on the bleachers as though she has murdered them all perfect visually stunning yes no notes just vibes no notes the highlight of the episode yes 100 percent. and it turns out that was a dream sequence and of course you could not pay her to come back because she does not miss this one bit and then she looks longingly off in the distance so yeah and this was where i was like did the writers just give up and run out of ideas <laughs> because Maybe a there's, little bit. There's just a lot going on here. But no time to think about that. Let's go to the fake Met Gala. Oh, yeah. Where Sarah Jessica Parker is assigning them celebrities. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "Couldn't must we be allowed to watch the ballet, fairy godmother? <laughs> Mama. And she says, of course, my children, you will watch from the wings with me. It's the best seat in the house. And they were like, hooray. And then even Santana's like, I lied. I, too, love the ballet. And they were like, What? And she was like, let me tell you about it. And then we launch into one of my favorite songs from one of my favorite, from my favorite musical. I know. And I was like, I'm, I'm dying. I'm dying to hear the review. I mean, again, I ask why this decision? Like, I mean, I know why this decision, but like, why, 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 (laughs) why? Okay. First of all, from like a technical standpoint, this song is so long. Yes, it is so this long. This is a very long song to include in your television program. And, and here's the thing. They they cut songs left and right. They do segments of songs. Yes. We talked about how they've only done 16 to 32 bars of songs. This one day they did the whole fucking thing, monologues and all. And it like doesn't even really make sense. No. All the storylines don't have all. a one-to-one. Like we no, they don't. Especially because we get we get uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's character as the like the uh, Maggie equivalent yeah. that one no one asked for, and no two for. just felt like it was completely out of left field when she was talking about how I was born to save my parents' marriage and that didn't work out. So I um, I did the uh, Maggie thing where I dr- danced around the living room and dreamed that it was uh, my dad. And um, let's sing some more. Yeah, and then Rachel at one point sings the line of like. I was born to save their marriage or something. I'm right. like, no, you weren't. You, you weren't. have two loving gay dads. Yeah. Who supported you uh, entirely. So, And this... Kurt got very little in here. Sarah Jessica Parker was basically two of the three women that sing this song because she sings, the mother always said I'd be very attractive. Yeah. And the, uh, that I was born to help their marriage and like that, um, yeah. that monologue. We uh. also have a no indication previously from Santana that, things were tough with her father but like i guess we've had almost no characterization of it at all right so i could buy a little bit of santana growing up in lima heights which is supposed to be the sort of less fortunate neighborhood and ballet was an escape because Mm -hmm. of her life socioeconomic circumstance um especially because she said her abuela put her in ballet and as we know like she had that she was yeah. close to her abuela up until the time she came out. Yeah. So, they, so that they parallel... to do this whole song, though. The whole song. And why was Rachel there? Rachel had nothing to do with anything. Because Leah Michelle's not going to miss a chance to sing at the ballet. Fine. 
Ian, this is a question not about the performance of it. Why is there an Indian chief? Because in the context, and even in like the real life story, the origin mm-hmm. of this, because I think this is Donna McKechnie's story lifted from her life in the Chorus Line workshops that was plugged into the, not her character, but the character Maggie. And basically it was, she, Maggie was born to save her parents' marriage. That didn't work out, so her father left. So she would dance around the living room, fantasizing that her, she was dancing with her dad. Why it's an Indian chief, no one really knows, I guess, because natives have, a rich history of song and dance, dance as part of their yeah tribes. It just like probably didn't seem as out of left field at some point, but it seems wildly out of left field well, yeah, in this performance, particularly in the, I mean, in the monologue. And I forget if she actually says this or not in the episode, but the line Maggie says is my fantasy was that it was an Indian chief and he would say, Maggie, yeah. do you want to dance? And I'd say, daddy, I would love to. And then it, yeah. And she says that, the- but it's, and you're just like, especially now that we like, don't we try to avoid a lot of stereotypes of our indigenous people just right. to be like and there was an indian chief there and you're like oh <laughs> and then yeah. there was in the background and you're like oh hello yeah saying it in the context of this coming from 1975 and just kind of like copy pasting it out of context the way that this happens yeah didn't necessarily translate well no yeah uh i was listening to uh, the most recent episode of uh, our podcasting friends, Bleak of the Week. Um, and they had was discussing a previous matchup, which was apparently, in their glacket, Cell Block Tango went against At the Ballet. Mm. Which is a perfect mashup because both are kind of like, in some ways, the same. Yes. You know? Storytelling songs sung Taken by women. wildly out of context. Taken out of context. Um... And shout out to Allison of League of the Week podcast for saying I'd much rather listen to a song where they talk about stabbing men instead of whining about their childhood. <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking brilliant. It, correct. Oh frankly. my god. I mean, yes. And like, and I know as... you love this show and you love this song. Oh my god, but that's but... so true though. Out of context, like in again plugged into this context. It just didn't work, and there was nothing special about this performance in any way, shape, or form. It it would have been different if they had given Santana, like, the really sweeping high vocal part. That's kind yeah. of the showcase feature of this in the A Chorus Line context, but they mm-hmm. didn't even do that. It was undercut by Rachel just singing along because she's here. Yeah. If it had been part of a larger episode about San- if Santana hadn't been like what the C plot, the B plot maybe at best of right. this, I don't know. And it had been a larger episode about Santana like finding her dreams and coming back to ballet. Like it just needed more time and yeah. this song is so long that it took up most of the time of this plot. Truly. And w- uh. bad choices. Glee. <laughs> Glee. Bad choices. Um, yeah, for realsies. Yeah. Um, and Santana's it, like, I love to dance so much, but I don't want to be on the Broadway. And they're like, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker, is, who I forgot her name was Isabel or Izzy until yeah. like the end of this, was just like, hey, it's cool. You don't have to know what you want to do. All good, lady it's, face. 
Yeah. You can be whoever you want. I am a perfect human being with no flaws. <laughs> Truly. And we cut back to Figgin's office. Uh, Roz brings Becky basically to rat her out. And Becky's like, no, I did this on purpose because I wanted to talk to you. Yes. And Figgins was like, why didn't you just come here? And Becky was like, I didn't think I didn't of that. think of that, yes. Which was funny. And hey, the lights are back on. It's a huge deal. And congrats to uh, not resorting to idol worship or cannibalism. And it turns out this happened because a Mylar balloon got trapped behind an outlet uh, celebrating someone's hysterectomy, like you were saying. Yeah, it's a weird choice to go from here's our very serious episode discussing child molestation to haha joke about hysterectomy. Um, right. But that's Glee. Glee, when it's convenient. <laughs> yep, Glee convenience. Um, and uh, now that the lights are back, we can rock out now, man. And she was like, hey, not yet, guys. We have one last unplugged power we gotta use. Our voices. Because that's the only instrument that truly matters. So Let's talk about the count. power of acapella. And you're like, no. It no one wants to hear a white man say that phrase. It definitely is given, of course, the pitch perfect of it all when Britney Snow's is. like, we make all these noise using our mouths. Just our and, mouths. Anna Ken- and Anna Kendrick responds, yikes. Yep. We don't even get to cut right to a number, though. We have to go back to writer being like, did my devious plan work to tell the Glee Club about my deepest shame to try to figure out who you are? Gross. Yeah. And uh, then then he was like, it's freeing, and I actually don't care who you are because this relationship is working perfectly for me, even though I was previously (laughs) very upset you wouldn't tell me who you were. And Katie's like, okay. And then very uncharacteristically uses the phrase you hear in modern offices. Where she says, can I ping you back later? I'm like, what are you, a 30-year-old corporate girly? (laughs) The circle back of it all. Kitty comes up and is like, let's go to lunch. Let's go get Subway. And Ryder's like, I can't, man. I gotta wait for Katie to come back. And Kitty's like, what's your fucking problem? And he's like, no, I really do want to go, but like... I need to see this through or something. Yeah. And Kitty's like, nah, game over, dude. You had your chance, you blew it, as uh, yeah. Kelly Clarkson or Pitch Perfect would say. Exactly. Here's the thing. If this is a text relationship, why does he have to be, like, can't he just be like, sure, text me on my mobile device where right. I can continue to have a conversation with you while also getting lunch with Kitty? I mean, but it's no. 2013. The, at minimum, the Facebook Messenger app is on all of our phones. Yeah, it should be like, I can't, I have a date, and the date is to wait two minutes sitting here for... Uh, katie to come back yeah, to for a computer katie yes and kitty's like no it's a dub bye we go to niata at night yeah um, night niata, niata after dark <laughs> niata with after dark. santana showing up late to a dance extension class and she's and- like well she says something and the teacher is like what makes you so confident and Santana's like, oh, well, I'm an artist. I kind of lost my way, and I'm just looking to get back. And the right. ballet teacher is like, good for you, sweetheart. Now, please, Plies, everybody. Yeah. yeah. And Santana and... has, like, a touching moment with her baby self to be like, yeah. I won't lose you again. Right. Which, like, would have been so much sweeter and so much more earned if there was a plot about Santana if this at was any the given a point. plot. If this was the A plot and if we ever had any context of Santana's childhood ever. 
know what the A plot was. I guess writer's the A plot, but like I guess. it's hard to tell. Honestly, my first thought is, oh yeah, Sam's the A plot. Maybe yeah, just because he, he did went the first. first song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is how the alphabet works. <laughs> you go first, you get to be the A plot. Exactly, um, yeah. But Santana does some dancing, it's fine. I mean her plays are not good, I'm sorry. <laughs> she says she's a Wonder Woman at this. She Guess did not. and she was wrong. Ooh, anyway. Harsh. Sorry. Um, I'm sorry. It's fine. You're right and you should say it. Um, but we cut straight to an a cappella rendition of For the Longest Time by you guessed it, Billy Joel. How does you feel about this? How does you feel about this? <laughs> I just feel well, what I does feel is that it's never gonna be as good as the How I Met Your Mother version. True. Um, but that's then a high again, bar is. to clear yeah i mean it, it was it was fine we know my thoughts on billy joel they're not yes well they're not high praised but this is a billy joel song i do enjoy it's fun it's catchy it's stuck it's in my head the pleaser. second we said it yeah it's a crowd pleaser yeah the number and itself like, was giving theater kid energy which it, fine it yeah and like this one unlike whatever sam's saying like i can hear in my head like i can hear marley doing this little like times um, right yeah it's fun there's a lot of arty everyone's getting a good moment and the kitty arty friendship of it yes. all was delightful we i love want more that. of that um yeah for the longest time if you play this song everyone's gonna have at least a little bit of a good time oh yeah and it makes Absolutely. for a pretty good acapella number it does uh, what I do like in this episode overall is Kitty's growth. And yes. I, I think I think of all the characters, and of course we start out the season being like, who is this bitch? Can somebody just cut her from the show? Mm-hmm. And now it's like, wow, she's actually the one that has had the most growth this season. They're giving and that's her pretty rad. A good amount of growth for someone who hasn't really had a main plot in any of the episodes. She's been just growing right. in the background kind of the whole time, and I like that for her. Honestly, that's that's how you do it. She's using other people's plots to further her own growth, actually. That's that's smart. We stand Kitty. We stand Kitty. And um that's just kind of that on that. Yep, like, it's a it's your classic uh your classic final number that doesn't really need to be there but is to sell it on iTunes. Yeah. And this uh, one I think was better than other past numbers. Would you agree with my assessment that this episode has what is your number of highs versus lows? Uh, two highs versus the rest lows, because I'm going to count uh, the stomp, We Will Rock You as a high for me. You're right. It was. And I had forgotten that that was part of this, so I, in my initial assessment, so. But I also buy, like, if, but I could also buy that not being a high if it's just like, well, I couldn't really see it. It was just, as far as I know, a cover of a Queen song. Like, but if that's not a high like, for someone, I get that. We like a cover of a Queen song. Yeah. They've been historically good here. Well, let's talk about this music that we have. Hilariously, the Wikipedia list, by the way, listed the Star Spangled Banner as a featured song because uh, Frida Romero (laughs) sings 30 seconds of it at the beginning. Um, They did not release that on iTunes. But, you know, they did release some other things on iTunes, and you're going to buy one. Spend your Mm -hmm. hard-earned cash on a song from this episode. Here's your choices. You've lost that loving feeling. Who knows what that sounds like? Everybody hurts. We will rock you, little girls, at the ballet, or the longest time. I'm probably going to do little girls. Me too. Because, like, yeah. truly, like, there's a time, like, if I had for the longest time in my in my music collection, I would enjoy it. 
But I just feel like I have to give Jane Lynch the support she deserves for this oh, impeccable number. Thousand percent. And like, yes, it's a song you also want to watch in this context, but she like just she's you can good at listen it. to that. You can listen to this and hear how much fun she's having too. So Ian, speaking of little girls, what are your thoughts? The song, not the uh, not the phenomenon. Um what? what are your thoughts on on the Cameron Diaz version of this from New Annie. I still haven't seen it. Have you even watched the number of... No. Because for a while, part of it trended on TikTok. I haven't seen anything from New Annie. It's not... Cameron Diaz puts a spin on that number that is a choice, and I don't always hate it. She does it like a wine-drunk mom. I gotta check it out. I just have to check it out. I don't remember anything else about New Annie except for Cameron Diaz singing Little Girls. Nice. In a way that is full of choices. Okay. Anyway, huh. um, I guess that's the episode. I guess that's the episode. Sometimes you end on a Cameron Diaz note. Um, Which, love that. Big fan of Charlie's Angels. I feel like that's a movie that does not hold up. And I'm not willing to watch them again to test it because I'm afraid that that's going to be the case. I think the last time I watched it was like 2017 or 2018 and I thoroughly enjoyed it still. But maybe it's just because I loved that movie as a kid. So like it's, I'm just stuck in the nostalgia. It's got nostalgia maybe. for sure, but we'll never know. <laughs> we, we could. I could just watch it, but I, I won't. We could, but we won't. I won't. Anyway, um, the show is at Glee Aggressive. Gleeaggressive at gmail.com yes. if you need to write to us in a longer forms. Um, what should they write in about this week? Oh, man. What's your favorite Cameron Diaz role? Mm, yeah, please. She hasn't worked in all. Is I feel it? like we don't see Cameron Diaz. I think anymore. she retired. Good for her. I think she, like, retired to do, like, bits, like, run businesses and stuff. Great for Cameron Diaz. Yeah, let us know. Oh, yeah. What's the most iconic Cameron Diaz role? Shrek? Probably. I think I think that's the most iconic yeah. one, yes. But what's your favorite? Is it Charlie's Angels? Because yeah. it's good. Mine is probably Charlie's Angels, That's yeah. really fair. That was an iconic part of childhood. Oh, yeah. Ian, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at iBroski on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, or ianjbrodsky.com. What about you, Karina? You can find me on the same handle on both Twitter and TikTok, and that is Epic Adventure of. All right. Well, folks, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We are almost through with season four. That was season four, episode 20. Next week, season four, episode 21, which is the penultimate episode of season four. Wow. Ian, this episode is entitled Wonder-Full. So it's wonderful but spelled in a funny little way. Okay. That's a that's a clue. If they don't do Wonderwall next week, I'm going to riot. They are not doing Wonderwall. It's, Motherfucker! It's, Ian, it's a tribute to Stevie Wonder. I'll just tell you that. Oh, okay. Oh, no, that's so, great. That's great. Uh, get ready. Uh, so, folks, watch that. Join us next week. And, Ian, I have to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Glee make you want to watch the next episode of Glee? Uh not no but not yes either you know it's like i'll do it if like if 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 this were like when it was airing and i happen to remember like turn it on and yeah oh glee's on yeah i guess i'll keep this on fine yeah does this episode make you want to watch jane lynch as miss hannigan a thousand percent yes correct correct answer glee aggressive glee glee aggressive glee glee aggressive